Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. You're tuned in to the BBC. This is Quarantine <laughs> Watch. My name is Fiddleback Nigelbaum. And I'm here with my partner, no, Tabitha Cassandra Balafi III. No person in the U.S. is named Nigel. That's not a name we've ever used. We live in Silver Lake. I'm sure there's no 10, one's named Nigel and and Elliot and Jebediahs. We and, have Elliots. I'm sure there's Jebediahs. No Nigels because Nigel's Nigel. like Mike in in the UK. Wait, you were doing a really cool like working class accent. How'd thank that you, thank you. You're, you're welcome. All oh, right then. Well, so I'd love to talk to you about all the fights we've gotten into this week. Unfortunately, wait. I'm going to try to do BBC BBC English. You, you do the streets. Received pronunciation RP. Okay, it goes something like this. I don't think you're very good at. You don't think? <laughs> well, let me give it a shot. Okay. Well, before you start roasting, you can't bite into the roast before it's okay, done. Okay, go ahead, honey. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to eat raw meat. Okay, here we go. Water, water, water. Hello, you're tuned into the BBC. My name is Nigel. <laughs> Excuse me. Why are you laughing? Is that that bad? You're, you're tuned into the BBC. My name is Nigel Fendelbaum. I am a Jew of the UK. No? It doesn't sound very British, honey. What does it sound like? I don't know. Like someone who maybe went to like one acting class. <laughs> Is it just me? Or are you losing your fucking mind? I've been doing like, I, I got a, a text message from a friend today. He's in his underwear doing the running man while his wife is like screaming, go. Yeah, he's white. I mean, it's like we're all kind of losing our shit a little bit. I haven't showered in nine days. I, I, I you smell. I can tell you that, right? Uh, I'm uh, wearing a bow tie just until Natasha, you, you told me it's been 52 hours. Natasha's been looking like a Chippendale for the last 58 <laughs> hours. She hasn't taken this fucking bow tie, children's bow tie. You look cute, though. What can I say? It's the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Uh, this is the longest and most scattered intro we've ever we've ever well, done. Well, I want to call our guest because he's Let's in New right York. It. It's midnight there. Right. He's a good friend. He's, Let's call and check up on him while he still has his juices flowing. From the wrestler, from the crowd work special on Netflix. He's a huge comedian. Yeah, he's, he's a, one of the best. One of our friends. He's Todd a great Barry. friend. Let's, Let's call, call Todd him. Barry. Let's call Todd to the bees. Hello. Let's call Todd Barry. Let's call Todd. Hello. Todd Barry. Hi, Todd. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. How are you? I'm all right. I don't know how this works, but I guess it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Yeah, you just talk to us. I mean, yeah, and if you say something you hate, we'll take it out. Oh, okay. Wait, but I have a question. So what would you usually be doing tonight, Saturday night? <laughs> um, I can think of a joke answer, but I... Well, you, would... you're like the kind of guy who has like three shows a night, right? Or I would be on the road. Oh, right. Hey, Todd, what what was the joke answer? <laughs> like out on the dance floor or something like that. <laughs> 
You you think you'd be cutting a rug right now, Todd? <laughs> I'd be cutting a rug. It's Saturday <laughs> night, man. How are you doing? Because you're kind of a creature of the night. You're you're definitely a creature of New York City. You like to stay out. I see you in the streets every time I go to New York. Every time I try to hang out with Todd, he's got like five different things he's doing on a night. So So are you going crazy? Uh I am going crazy, but I, I feel like Everyone's going crazy, right? Yeah, I saw sustained seven-minute footage of New Yorkers cheering because it was raining today. Amy Schumer posted it, yeah. (laughs) It's like, I guess, small pleasures, I guess. Yeah, I've been just... uh, It's just weird. I was thinking, it's like, you have have nothing to look forward to, really. (laughs) Well, what about this call? I mean, besides the call, which came way later than it's supposed to... (laughs) I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's like you can't even say oh, I got these shows coming up because I don't know if I have shows coming up. Well, I'll tell you what's funny is when we try to get people to do the podcast and they say can't that night, we're like, bitch, <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> There's nothing going on. Wait, I so- got meeting Saturday during the quarantine. <laughs> oh, I'm slammed. I'm I'm on the dance floor at that time. I mean, actually. at the very least, you know, I know we're comedians and our schedules are like we don't know what's happening, but at least we don't have Zoom meetings all day. That is true because that would freaking suck. My friend Nato Green is the union head for one of the health unions in the Bay Area, and he said he's working 14 hour days. On Zoom? On at a, Zoom? In his house with kids screaming? Yeah, well, imagine being a union organizer for a health union right now. It's oh. like, it's, it's busy times. Oh, my God. How do you use Zoom? I can't, I tried to use it real, I mean, I didn't try hard, but I... You just have to download the app. It's it's pretty easy. If I can figure it out, it's easy. I heard people are hacking into it, though. Yeah, uh, actually, no. Kate Willett, you know that comedian Kate Willett? Yeah. She had a one of these... Uh, what I can only imagine is painstaking online comedy shows. You know, everybody's trying to get you to do their online comedy show now. <laughs> and I've passed on every one because it's like, it just sounds like... I must be in a good zone because no one's asking me. Oh, <laughs> have you <laughs> done one, Todd? Moshe. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone asked you, Todd? I've, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agreed to do one. I, I think I'm doing it, I don't know, the 30th. Where they said you could do a set, you could just talk to the host. I was like... And I know the guys. I was like, I'll talk to them. I would, I would tune into that. Well, anyway. I'm not doing a fucking set in my... <laughs> yeah, you can bomb digitally now. They, they, br- they bring yeah. the bomb into your own apartment. But Kate Willett did a show today, and they had a heckler, apparently. Oh, my God. I don't God. know how, he, how you even managed to be a heckler on Zoom. But he was, like, screaming horrible shit, and they had to shut the whole show down. See, I'd be afraid to do like a therapy appointment if I ever. I mean, I've never been to therapy in my life. But no, you I, don't I, need it. Oh, because you're saying that the zo- they're hacking into Zoom and like, yeah, like seeing your like private stuff. Racist, yeah, racist and just racist, racist people. I just, you know, I'm talking to my about my problems. I don't need a white supremacist interrupting. <laughs> you're talking about your problems <laughs> with various races. You don't need them knowing that you agree with them, right? <laughs> if I was like Doc, I think I'm a racist. This guy's like, yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, Doc. That doesn't sound like what you're supposed to say. Wait, so Todd, we we both ha- we share a birthday. We had a birthday two days oh, ago, yeah. March 26th. Happy my, birthday! My, my party you didn't invite me to. No, that was actually the day before, and it was for like five different people who all have birthdays. But I should have invited you on that. Ouch! It's weird. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I fit into that category. <laughs> 
<laughs> you mean since oh, you have the, like, the same exact birthday? Is that but what you I, mean? didn't know I can't how... believe you found four other people who have the same birthday <laughs> that were ahead of me. No, it was like all birthdays that week. Wait, his is the same as yours. I know, but it was like, I wasn't my idea. And I don't know how close he is with like Kate Micucci. And it was and Kate Ricky Micucci Lindo. and four white supremacists, Todd. You wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> Yeah, Wait. Kay Micucci, she's mean. She probably wouldn't have wanted me. I'm sorry, Todd, but let's do another one next week. What What did you do on your birthday? I, uh, well, I walked around during the day, and then I, I, I said, I'm going to, I bought myself a cupcake. Aww. <laughs> I know. And then I just, uh, I ordered it's Chinese a- it's simultaneously so sweet and sad and also dangerous. I like the fact that you t- kind of took your life in your own hands to order it. <laughs> I mean, I, I kept my eye on on the person who served it and she, you know. It, that's another thing that's really, I think people are going to go crazy with the, because I, I was already like an obsessive hand washer before this. Right. Oh, wow. And now it's off the rails and it's just this shit where you like have to wipe down your groceries and like. I don't know, 20 seconds of hand washing. Which... It's not sustainable. Moshe made me wash my hands the other day and I was like, I already did it. And he's like, no, it's 20 seconds with the water. She thought, thought it was it 20 was... seconds, including scrubbing the soap. I th- <laughs> you know, like including drying off. And, uh... <laughs> well, I just thought it was like beforehand. the soap was 20 seconds. I didn't know it was the soap underwater. Well, that's what's seconds. so crazy about it, is that you have to watch one of these fucking YouTube videos to figure out how you've been w- scrubbing soap on your hands wrong, which already takes 20 seconds to put on. Then you turn the water on and it's 20 seconds under the water. I read an article recently that said they've had a hard time convincing anyone, including doctors, to wash their hands for 20 seconds. I've had doctors who wash their hands like they come from the one patient and they come into the examining room and they do like a maybe a four second one like, <laughs> i don't know you know Does what anyone I, be- you know what i don't like i don't like a dermatologist that shakes your hand when he walk, walks in the room <laughs> I, I don't need a handshake from a dermatologist wait yeah. todd i have a question though because you live in new york and like yes. i just feel i i'm like thinking about this whole thing like in a very depressing way because i already feel like we're on the way towards like Amazon only, um, you know, main mainstream, whatever is the biggest chain. I just feel like all these small businesses, all these small restaurants, all these places we love. All these like, cupcake bakeries. They're not going to be able to sustain them. Like they're not going to be able to make it. And I, I don't know. Do you feel that vibe? Do you feel it when you walk around New York? Like all these places are going to be closed or am I like totally in? Well, in- I feel like before this happened, restaurants were closing left and right. Yeah. And other businesses like bookstores and things like that. And and now, I mean, I can't imagine how you can get, especially if there's, you're going to pay your employees something, which I don't know if they can all afford to do that. But, well, um, well, but they, I think a lot of people are going to not be able to reopen, I'm guessing. But won't they come back? Won't other things come back? I mean, how do businesses that don't exist open in the first place? They have to start somewhere, right? What do you mean? Well, I mean, a business a new restaurant wasn't a restaurant before it opened. So what after this, no, there'll be all no- these people will have like all this, like they're like, yeah, I was able to save $50,000 during the COVID, <laughs> the yeah, COVID I mean, months to open a restaurant. I don't know. I mean, I also don't know what I'm talking about, which is worth noting. Well, that hasn't um, stopped most stand-up comedians online. I don't know if you've been checking. <laughs> your... yammering about Wait, so Todd, are you right? All right, we'll, we'll, we'll t- well, we're going to call someone who has who needs advice soon. But I, I just want to know, like, do you, 
what's getting you through it? Are you writing? Cause like I have a kid, I don't know, so man. I'm like I, working with a kid. I, I feel like I'm, I think a lot of people are doing the thing where they're like, Oh, I'm going to get this done, get this done. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to write a schedule out. And then I'm not doing, I'm not working on shit that I need to work. I, well, I, Here's something funny I did. I built my cat an exercise wheel. <laughs> 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 Not from scratch, but there's just... this is like a, 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 a one of those. Remember that movie New York Stories or New York Tales? Yeah, I feel like you're one of the one acts in that. It's like it's your birthday. You walk to get a cupcake. You come home. You build your cat a cat wheel. How did it feel after you built it? Like, did you get any account? Like, because when I cook well, for my kid, I'm happy. I watched the, the video of the guy. There's a video where the guy shows how to assemble it. I didn't like build it from scratch. Like it's a kit, you know, it's unassembled and it's huge. It's like probably four feet tall. And, um, and uh, yeah, so this, then the video goes like, it takes 15 minutes pretty much to build this thing. And, and, you know, the guy's like huffing and puffing when he's building it and straining. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the guy who invented it. And then I was like, it took me hours some parts broke off. So I actually called them and they answered Aww. and they sent me new parts. So then I spent another half hour, 45 minutes trying. It's just something that's, but I got it together and I just have, and I didn't even, there's like these this one last step that I didn't do yet, but Wait. I haven't even tried to get her to use it, which I think is, that's going to be the big payoff is she's not going to use it. But No, Todd, <laughs> what you should do is you should order seven of them and build using all the parts, a gigantic wheel for yourself so that you can run next to your cat. Oh man, I'm yeah, I'm small enough, probably, right? <laughs> you you could hang one of those cupcakes in front of you to motivate you to run towards it. <laughs> Just dangling it. That's that's my that's my carrot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your cat has a little bag of catnip, and you've got a little cupcake. You know, I'm what also I, worried about get, yeah. what? No, go ahead. I'm also worried about getting fat. We all are. I know. Motion. I've been doing like YouTube exercise videos. That's super helpful, Todd. Actually, any kind of exercise you're interested in. Like we wanted an ab workout, and we just looked it up, and there was a very serious one for 20 minutes that wasn't that annoying, and it hurt, and we did it, and I was sore the next day. Yep, we've been doing long walks and YouTube videos when we can. What's it like? I was on a ro- I was on a roll taking Pilates classes, and I was like, oh man, I'm actually exercising. That's I'm actually one thing you can't do online. Oh, is Pilates, Pilates all is equipment? all about weights and equipment and like exact yeah. weights. Well, look, look up, you know, I'm sure if you look up Pilates workout, there's a non-equipment Pilates workout on YouTube. I almost guarantee it. I just want any workout where I can say, all right, I can check that off the list. I exercise. Yeah, totally. it makes you feel so much better. And what's going on in the streets of New York? Like, do you feel like you can just like go out there and take a walk for an hour? And I mean, I've been cool? taking, I've been trying to take a walk because I just can't. I mean, that's good exercise, I think. And I try to walk fast and dodge as many people's. But it's still like even like you get on the wrong street and suddenly you're like, I feel like, oh, someone got within four feet of me. I'm going to die now. And it's probably not true. That's definitely how it is. When I walk the Silver Lake Reservoir, it was it's like busy. I'm telling you, my experiences, the older they are, the more brazenly they walk towards your personal space. (laughs) It's like the more likely they are to die, the more they're kind of running for you. Like what? Like what? This old man. I was on a. Todd, I, I went on a recumbent bike ride with my mom yesterday. <laughs> and this fucking like 85-year-old like Vietnam vet was like walking towards us uh, inches from us. And I want to be like, get the fuck out of the road. But then I don't want to tell some old guy to move. Boomers aren't scared. They're not scared. The, um, 
up till like maybe a week ago or even sooner, more recently, I saw like barber shops open. Oh, I can't even imagine. Like, a bar- you, I mean, no one needs a haircut more than I do, but uh, still. Are you going to give yourself a haircut? I was thinking of doing it, but I just know that I'm not good with like, I mean, also, me I, neither. I take a certain skill, but I'm not like great with precision things, which is why it took me three hours to build up. <laughs> I yeah, think I might try to give myself a haircut. I think you should let me help you. I don't think you. I don't trust oh, if you. You have someone. Yeah, let her. Let Natasha help you. Otherwise, I mean, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I don't really have like what the hand-eye coordination that's required. But yeah, maybe you got she- the love that is necessary, <laughs> Todd. So, are, are you? Wait, can I just say one more thing? Oh, I really hate about this time right now. I feel like maybe Todd, you feel like this too. I I feel like there's like um pressure to go live and like discuss how you're feeling and i'm feeling very private but isn't that what we're doing literally right now that's true no we're this is pretty lighthearted. i mean it's there's a little vulnerability but there's not like yeah we're still being hilarious yeah that, <laughs> but i do feel i'm still like, thinking about that dance floor line <laughs> as a comedian i just feel like i just want to like be left alone yeah I don't know, but There's then I no feel money. like, oh, then I need to make money and I need to like talk to people and I need to put post pictures and go live and talk to, you know, talk to my fans. Todd, I've you should do an Imagine parody before anyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an it's an it's a parody of an of an Imagine parody. It's it's a it's a the the furthest iteration away for like we can now parody the parodies. You know what happened is Gal Gadot like that was the first thing that happened. Like that right. was like it was like too soon. It was right. like literally too soon. Like, I don't even know who she is. She's who is she? Wo- she's Wonder Woman. And my bo- <laughs> she's like okay. an Israeli. She's star. an Israeli superstar, and she's all hot. And you know, she called all her friends and was like, "Come on, it's gonna be great." If don't she, you- if someone would have called on my. For me, from her, even though I don't know her, I probably would have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone posted some pretty funny. I forgot who it was. Where they said you could tell by looking at it who sent someone a text going, "Do we really have to do this?" <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of great moments in it where you can see little choices people made. Like, yeah, I, some, I don't want to get. Most people I, seem visibly bummed out. By doing <laughs> It's a funny thing to do something you know like when this hits it's definitely not going to be well received but I'm I've gone too far to turn back now. Did you see that David Geffen picture? Oh, that was amazing. Have you oh, seen of it? His yacht? Yeah, he's like I'm in the I where was, I'm in the Maldives right now. He I hope everybody's good, good in yeah. like a in like a 60 million dollar yacht. Oh no, it's like 590 million dollar. Jesus yacht. Christ. Wait, really? You guys know how much yachts are? Well, yeah, Todd and I have gone yacht shopping last time I, I was in New York. I, no, I, I just happened to read that. One I mean, of the best times in my life was in Thailand on this like teak wood yacht that like we were like piggybacking on some other rich person's experience and they took us on their family yacht and it was literally one of the best days in my life. No, it's so awesome being to on be, a yacht is probably Being unbelievably wealthy is is awesome. Everybody agrees. <laughs> But these fucking rich people. He's these, in the Grenadines. These bi- <laughs> what even are the Grenadines? I've never even heard of an island chain called Gren- the Grenadines. I, know, I, had to, I had to look up the Grenadines too. Where are they, Todd? <laughs> They're in. Um, where are they near Grenada? Maybe. Ugh. Imagine being so rich, you think everybody knows where the Grenadines are. <laughs> <laughs> And also, like, hey, I was worried about David Geffen. I went, oh, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> These fucking rich people, like, why don't they get that, like, the economy is cracking in half and there are going to be working class people 
boarding their yacht any day they're going to be no people are scared like these people have security no i'm telling you if they don't if these fucking rich people don't change soon there's going to be like guillotines in the streets it's they really have to get the shit that's the thing that i don't think anyone's taking into consideration like two months without work like i'm running out of money in four months right and i have money or five months. Like most people are running out of money in now. two weeks. In, yeah. So I just, I just, this doesn't seem like a sustainable, e- even if you're a white collar worker, even though, even, even if, if you're if a you white supremacist, $100,000 a year, like you're still running out of money in two weeks. I know. I know. It's like, it's, it doesn't make sense. Um, and I think that what you're saying, Moshe, the rioting, <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it hasn't even gotten bad yet. People aren't getting evicted. People aren't, aren't actually feeling the, the pinch, but, but uh, I think it's going to get worse, way worse before it gets better. But who knows? You know what? Maybe everything will be okay. Todd, can we can, can we call someone in New York and you, you want to stay on the phone with us to see how they're doing? Yeah, yeah. They'd say, "Are you? What is what kind of call? Is this a relationship call? It's or? a relationship call. It's, it's very a similar. Person. Todd has, right. Todd has done our live show with us a number of times where we just make fun of people, and so this is kind of just that, but a little bit, tiny bit more sincere. Only because okay. there's COVID. No, yeah. the, the podcast generally is slightly more sincere. We don't want to roast. No, we roast him. Let's roast. I'll be gentle. I'll be. I'll be gentle All right, hold on. Here we go, Todd. We're going to put you on hold for one second while we connect the call. We're going to call Emmett in New York City. Hello, Emmett. Is this Emmett? Yeah, this is Emmett. Hi, Emmett. It's Moshe Kasher, Natasha Legero, and a special bonus treat. Todd Berry is with us as well. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm a lucky guy. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are Hi, you? Emmett. How's it going? Good. How's your COVID? How's it COVID? Um, you know... It's okay. I'm 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 here in Brooklyn alone in my apart well, apartment. Um except for except for the mice I'm waging war with under my <laughs> stove. Um so they say I'm alone here and I say think again. I mean that's kinda nice. It's kind of the only time in your life where a little mice mouse infestation could be welcome company. I, I have gotten to a point where I'm like I'll enter a laundry, like the laundry room, because there were rats there once, and I was like, "Rats, uh-huh. I'm ready for you." Oh, you're feeling that now? Yeah, I'm kind of feeling. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling it. Like I'm ready for like a war. Emmett, you could turn yeah. into you could turn into like Brooks from Shawshank Redemption and just take one under your wing and start to feed it, and make a new friend. Okay, I could do that, but also they're just shitting all over my stuff, <laughs> and like like it, it it's you know it's okay. It was. It was cute when I like, like, you know, cause they're so small, they look spherical, which is adorable. Um, but then it just sort of crossed the line. So now it's war, I think. All right. Well, Emmett, tell us why you called, but is it, are you trying to get advice about the mouse or is there something else? No. I'm a oh licensed God, no. exterminator. If you need <laughs> are you actually? No. Yeah. No, yeah, no Todd no, Berry is okay. a licensed exterminator. Extremely <laughs> <laughs> thankful. Um, Go ahead. Um, no, I called because, so, okay. So as I said, I'm quarantined alone. So obviously I'm extremely bored. Um, and so I have, I've, I've been casually dating recently 
got out of a relationship in like December. And so it's, you know, it's like casual dating time. Um, and so I changed my Tinder bio to say something along the lines of actually, who am I kidding? I know exactly what it says. It says, um, it says looking to start an email correspondence um, that is long, heady, and erotically charged with international implications. Because I am. <laughs> Wait, um, what are the international implications? What you you want to move? They, yep. they, no, they no. Just like just like it's so it's so rich that there's just international. And I don't know. You know, it just sounds it just sounds like what. How I'm do you verify doing. that they're really like <laughs> they li- they might live next door to you and they're like I'm in France. <laughs> well, okay. So let's <laughs> so. So, well, I, I don't because this person that I have ended up talking to lives in bed So it's not like Ooh. super international. No, it's, but, um, it's the same borough even. Yeah, it's the <laughs> same borough. Um, it's really inter-borough instead of international um, or intra-borough, I guess. But yeah, so I made that my thing. And then this person, um, we K, we'll call them K, um, I know. Just sends me. Oh yeah, you, you know this person. Oh yeah, Bedsty K. Bedsty K is he's a he's a notorious international <laughs> con man. Yeah. Um, can you imagine? I'm getting catfished over email. <laughs> you probably um, are, but you know what? No, it's okay if you're getting catfish because uh, you have the you have the mice, so the catfish will will just die dine and be happy. I like that. I hope that that is. Maybe maybe that's what I need as a catfish. I'm also trying to foster a cat, which would help with the mice. But anyway, um, yeah, so this person just sent me a message that was just their email address. Well, some, like I didn't I didn't really think anyone was going to bite. Um, but so so I so I emailed this person and now we've been emailing back and forth for five days which in quarantine time is a year and a half. Um, you have the math worked out pretty well. And what, I had what's to do the, some quick conversions. What's the tone of the emails that you guys are sending? Erotically right. charged. Right. No, they're not, though. They're not erotically charged. It's part of the problem. I mean, it's not a problem yet. I'm just, okay, the tone of the emails, it's basically like, imagine you're on a first date, and it's a good date. It's a good first date. Um, but instead of going back and forth, you just like do like paragraph to paragraph instead of just like quick witty banter back and forth. It's like, you need to G chat. Yeah. No, I, okay. Listen, listen, but this is, I I think, I think that (laughs) (laughs) that's all any of us can do right now, Emmett. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I think that part, part of what is, feels both sort of exciting and also very like of the moment is that I don't know it's just I think that the email thing was sort of uh an an answer to like not wanting to do the whole like online conversation quick back and forth and oh and then the other thing is I've matched with this person on tinder before um and we had sort of like a quick back and forth that never amounted to anything because that's sort of the nature of those things a lot of the time. Do they know um, that? Do they know that you've had a match before? Yeah, they well, went we back and forth. Talked about it, but I assume so. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Okay, so, so are you go ahead. Tom. Problem is that they're just long-winded and they don't 
they're not well, engaging you. I would think you would no, love no, no, somebody. Emmett, I would think you would love somebody long-winded. I, okay, well, you have, a, you have a really acute sense of who I am as a person already. No, I, I, I do, I do really like them, and it's and it's nice. And like, um, you know, we're we're hitting all the bases. We're talking about Tiger King. We're sure. talking about, um, you know, our Eastern European family histories and traumas, and um, you know, like what we're cooking. It's 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 re- it's really nice. I'm really enjoying it quite a bit. And I think that sort of the issue is like I think that if I I think that if you know that like the literal global pandemic weren't happening, um, I think that I would really want to go on a date with this person and see where it goes but we we just simply can't get within six feet of each other for the foreseeable future and why is that i'm joking (laughs) 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 it's like i really hate to be the one to tell you um wait emmett i have an emmett right it's emmett right yeah i have an idea i got an idea right now i think i have a really sweet uh, this is sweet i think you, what I want to do is just make fun of you, but I really have a good That's idea great. here. You can do that also. Uh, I, I think I have a good idea here. You have to ask him, right? You have to ask him? This person. Uh, K. K. You know, honestly, yeah, K. K. Great. You have to ask K. Them. Ask K uh, on a date. Say, you know, I really... I mean, th- having this covid romance with you i feel like i'm writing letters back and forth from the in the civil war back to the the, to the peace front i want to have a a real first date and then what you do is you both order delivery from the same restaurant (laughs) right you look at the menu together you decide what you're going to order you order takeout from the same restaurant you you put a little candle on a table he or Kay uh-huh. puts a candle on, on on a table. You guys dine together over FaceTime. Uh-huh. Over FaceTime, you got to take uh-huh. it to that FaceTime level. Doesn't mean you have to uh-huh. always do FaceTime, but just for the date, you guys have a FaceTime right. date. Right. I think that I, I think that's a great idea, right? And then you and uh, then afterwards you watch a movie together. Netflix has a feature right now where you can start. Oh yeah, net, net Netflix party. Yeah, so you have yeah. you eat dinner and then do a movie, and then who knows afterwards you might even. Go into a little bit of uh, erotic emailing. Okay, I I have thought about this. I I have I have considered this, and I I think it's I think it's totally possible. But then it's sort of like, what what then? You know, I, are you, let me let me tell you what I'm hearing. Okay. I feel. Are you worried about ruining it? The thing, the whatever you like about just the emailing by talking. Um. Maybe it's partially that, but I think I think mostly just what I'm worried about is that we're going to be trapped inside of our apartment for too long of a time for something right. to be sustained over the internet or like digitally. Maybe you're just getting ahead of yourself, Emmett. You should just go with the flow. <laughs> That's what I think too, dude. Technology, like uh, I used to be very anti-tech, like until COVID. Uh-huh until covid uh-huh. and now i'm like kind of into it yeah i mean you could have a friend it's you okay should thank your lucky stars that you have something that's exciting that's happening in your life right I now know, i have a true. friend no joke who spent the last two days um assembling a <laughs> uh, a, a, a exercise wheel for his cat 
Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? How did that, <laughs> how did that take two days? It's a long story, <laughs> Todd. That's a lot of time. No, but um, but I mean, yeah, it's like I, I think you just got to go with it. Yeah, this is cool. You have an adventure, even if it's fake, even if it's a figment of your imagination, which it sounds like you're worried about too. Like, what a great figment of your imagination to be able to have a romance, even if it's a fake. You know fake what this person looks like? Yeah, yeah, because we matched on Tinder, so I see like their photos and stuff. Okay, I think you're lucky. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm lucky too, and I think it's. I think technically it's a very like fun and uh, romantic thing to be happening. Um, but wouldn't you have this anxiety if you were real life dating? That is um, a good, good point, Todd. This is the same. You co- know, cause like, that's going to have to cause me to like dig deep and think about myself. But I mean, like uh, after you've gone out with someone like a couple of times, there's that whole like, oh, my, yeah. how, when can I contact them? When can I do that? You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really feel so much of that because I tend to just sort of, uh, I don't know. I, I, I do, I think in like regular non-pandemic life tend to be just pretty uh, upfront and honest with people that I'm dating. Um, so I guess I could do that now also but but it's hard yeah. to be that fo- forward with someone who you haven't actually met i think right right right, right. yeah i guess so I, I think the other thing is that so we're, we're emailing which to me is an inherently erotic thing to do because i feel like email, it's letter writing it's it's it still it's, has that yeah, old yeah, school yeah. feeling it, i like it erotic too. or but romantic then, no, 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 erotic because. Wow, we got a real tech me, bro on our hands over here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> because to me, to me, email is very like designated for work or like, you know, like I just graduated from college. So like emailing like professors. And so to have sort of a little bit of like a romance over email feels very like, uh, you know, like forbidden. But maybe I love that you think think email is just for emailing professors. (laughs) Well, I I said I said work and professors, and I think I mean I think this just sort of also goes to show like I don't know a little bit of my like professor thing going on. Anyway, also yeah, if you have coworkers, you need to warn them that you have a some kind of a (laughs) weird sexual uh, psychological link every time you email them. I think they need they deserve to know. Are your emails with this with K? Are they erotic emails? No, so that I think is the other part of my question is, um, I don't know, like they can be sort of flirty at times, right? So something like an exchange that we just had is, which was just, okay, you're going to laugh at these emails, but. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Um, So they said, they were saying, they were telling me that like they used to uh, like play soccer in college right and that they you know it doesn't matter they played soccer in college too bad they didn't teach soccer or you would have been horny as hell that's a professor for you (laughs) get this and then i said oh well you know i've kind of always had like historically things for soccer players and and then they were like wow like i'm you know i'm i'm fascinated by that and and that's not the that's wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that means they want to that they want to hear more about that. Anyway, 
Uh, and then they said, and then they said, I realized recently that there's this huge connection between how I think about soccer and how I think about sex. Wait they a minute. said that? Yes. So wait, the problem is you're incompatible. You only get horny when you email, and he only gets horny when he's playing so when they're playing soccer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the problem. I mean, email. Yes. So you guys are forth. you guys are flirting. You guys, it's going there. I, this is, I think, think, I think ordering, asking him or them out on a date, and uh-huh. and and doing that whole thing, and then at the end saying to Kay, if you want to. Um, you know, at the end of a date, I sometimes like to to have to you know hook up with people. So if you want to do that, uh-huh. I want to do it via email. You know, and then you can, <laughs> and then you can find out how it feels the next day if it feels weird. I think and you, awkward. I think uh, I think Moshe, with all due respect, is skipping a few steps. Okay, like, uh, I don't think you want to plan like a five hour aiming your camera at the food you're eating. Kind of. <laughs> Worrying about then you'll be worried about the angles and the you know did you frame the shot well? All right, and all like, right. It's it's not it's not exactly what I want to just be eating on camera. It's pretty sure. vulgar. No, to the be eating, honest. yeah, yeah. That's everyone. Okay. Yeah, eating, eating on, you know? on video is okay. Is a all right, vulgar. maybe it's not my best shot. What do you I think? think you Todd? Do, I I think the next logical step is to do the the. A text-based communication that's instant, like G G chat or something. Yeah, my idea is so much more romantic. My idea is so much more romantic. But but Todd's <laughs> right, like transitioning to something that feels like you said more like repartee, because at this point, yeah, you know, you can like. I mean, I, that's actually why I prefer email because it takes me longer to come up with stuff sometimes. Um, yeah, you know, texting is so immediate. I I like the idea of email, but. The thing that I think yeah. you have to really remember is that they took your bait. You wrote a very stupid oh, totally. post. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, okay. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing for you to remember. And just, you know, you can be a little more bold with them. I think so too. I Emmett, I, once I dated someone, this is weird, who I texted, when I would text with her, it was very exciting and I felt like, I, oh, I'm really kind of falling for this person. And then when we'd hang out in person, I'd be like, I don't think I like this person's personality. They had like a good text personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that probably right. just scares you a little more. I got another I got another suggestion, if Todd didn't like my first okay. one, that I think is way less intrusive and, and way more realistic, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Todd's suggestion of going into texting is just totally off the mark. And, and no, I would go actually go G chat, not texting. Oh, something that's good. Quick. I think that's something quick where you can just bam, I, boom, I, boom, I, boom. I like, I like the G chat. I, I think the G, you, I think the G chat <laughs> suggestion is crazy. I don't New think York, it makes, babe. it doesn't make any New sense. <laughs> Sorry. I'm from California. I can't. Wait, why don't you think pretend. it makes sense? Moshe? Well, you'll know when I, when I pitch my idea, my, this is, I think a much I better. I want to hear Moshe speak. Much, yeah, yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> much more realistic you both order hazmat suits from amazon then you meet in a dark park somewhere in new york in in the Uh, brooklyn area and you both you mutually masturbate from six plus feet away while making eye contact through the through the the spit uh the spit barrier yeah i don't hate that is an idea um (laughs) todd what do you think and i were (laughs) my my friend and i were talking the other day about how Maybe the like, uh, you know, like the latex kink community is probably having a real renaissance <laughs> right now. 
And so that feels sort of akin to that. There could be some sort of like full body condom situation. I don't know. Like Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun. Wait, right. the, the, the kink world is is activated by COVID? Well, he's saying... No, what? like just like just like the full body latex situation. Oh, right. All right, Todd, what do you think? Hazmat uh, mutual masturbation session or G-chat? What's more reasonable? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know which one you like. You like the one that's complicated and unrealistic. <laughs> I say G-chat. Here's the deal. G-chat. G-chat into... FaceTime into you're bored with each other and then you move on. Oh, or oh, that's what I don't want to happen. Wait, or Gchat into FaceTime into vaccine into real life into <laughs> love and marriage for 2.5 kids and a golden retriever. Right, right, right. It's all possible. Or a German Emmett. Shepherd. Or a German Shepherd if you're scared. And you should be, Emmett. You really should be. <laughs> I would seriously, Gchat is the way to go. Okay, Todd's right. Gchat. Because then you can have a real conversation like in real yeah. time. See I think if they that can keep up. That's been, yeah, something that's been nice about this is that I think that having to take more time to think about how I'm responding yeah. to them has like has 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 really really saved me from saying the stupid shit I would normally say to somebody. You know, like I feel like it's it's. It's let it's let me get a little bit farther in this process. No, but to- and also just like other people say stupid shit when they're just texting. No, but Todd's right. You guys have been doing that for five weeks, taking it very slow. Oh, five weeks? Yeah. No, five days. Oh, five days. Oh, five, well, days. five days. Is, you know what? I think you don't. I mean, five days is, probably does seem like a long time if you're hitting it off with someone. But you, you know, you could do another week or so of that, and then ease into G chat, or you could start right away. Let's not overthink this. But it's yeah, time it to sh- it's time to show already. time to show Kay another side of who you are, you professor, email horny motherfucker. You thank you. <laughs> hey, good luck out there. Tell us how it goes. Keep in okay. touch. We want to know what I happens will. next. Right. I think you got good some luck. really good advice yeah. tonight. Yeah, good luck. Bye, Emmett. Bye. Do I Thank stay on the line? Bye-bye. Yeah, you can stay on, Todd. Bye, Emmett. Bye. Did we hang up on Todd? Should we call him back and say goodbye? Thank you, yeah. Okay, let's call him back and say thanks. Say goodnight. And say goodnight, Todd. Maybe ask him if he has any advice for us out there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we lost you. I know. Todd, that was great. Thank you for uh, indulging us. You're probably getting tired. No, I'm actually, I've been been burning through Better Call Saul. It's really good. I have heard Better Call Saul is even better than Breaking Bad. What season it's are you on? It's pretty great. What's that? What's I'm on season two. Wow. So we could start at the beginning soon. You should? Yeah, I'm saying you're saying you started at season one like recently. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm late to the party. But uh, well, did I you have, watch I, time? No, I haven't seen it at all. So that makes me feel... Because sometimes I get stressed out because I'm like, oh, I can't start... Yeah, if we, something's eight seasons. I don't got want nothing to start. but time. Yeah, I know that's kind of why I didn't. I also had just burned through like Breaking Bad. I was like, I need a little break from this, even though I loved it. And then I just someone said Better Call Saul is good, which I always assumed it would be. And then I just dove in. I was like, Oh, this is good. Wait, you're saying you needed a break from Breaking Bad, so you watched dove into the prequel? No, no, no. I didn't. I needed. I just. I mean, if you watch. I did a quick burn through of Breaking Bad, whatever, a couple of years ago. And I didn't immediately want to do another 
dive into a Breaking Bad spinoff. Maybe we should right. watch it. I did love Breaking Bad. Oh, I did too. I thought it was great. You know what? I think we should start that that show because I, I started Veep recently and it was hilarious, even though I started in season one. You know, like I just had never seen it when people were watching it. Well, I just watched a documentary on Netflix called Crip Camp and I, it really made me emotional. It was a this Obama produced documentary about this uh, summer camp for disabled kids. And oh, man. in the 70, 60s and 70s and like because it was the 60s, it, there was all this like cultural revolution in the air and these young kids who'd never had any autonomy or freedom in their in their lives up until going to that camp were like sitting around smoking dope and talking about like revolution, which was like they'd never even been treated as human beings up until that point. And then they all went home and started the disability rights movement to great effect. It was and I as a, a kid who grew up with two disabled parents it was like it really it you was, were getting emotional it really moved me yeah it, i i really i loved it so if you want to cry but the, but these are great tips things for people to watch sure what do you did got you watch it? tiger king yeah we did watch tiger king i felt like it could have been like slightly less of my time for that story <laughs> like one, you think it went one episode two more too I, much? I mean i think like a like a like an hour and a half documentary about something is awesome like i don't really understand why i need to go through like a six episode series right imagine if that thing had been an hour and a half well i yeah it's just like i think a lot like that that cheerleading documentary that everybody loved i like watched it for like nine hours and didn't even watch the last half hour it was like <laughs> way too drawn out we've been watching dave too which is fun it's a rapper what named is dave it's a rapper named lil dicky and the guy that uh that uh co-created um curb your enthusiasm it's a very fun show that that show's yeah. funny uh okay todd what do you think would, take- you, would you like to join us for another call all right We're now going to call Jody in Dallas. All right. Sorry, our producer has to text through her surgical gloves. (laughs) (laughs) It works. (laughs) That's the only person we're letting in our house. Hello. Jody. Hi, Jody. 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 Hello. Jody. Hey, this is Jody. Hi, Jody. It's Natasha Legero, Moshe Kasher, and Todd Berry, our special guest. Oh, hello. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm okay. I'm doing good. How isn't, are you that, guys? isn't that a funny question right now? I've been noticing <laughs> when people ask me how are you, I'm just like, uh, not good. Like, oh. like I I keep asking Moshe, I'm like, is everything okay? He's like, uh, no. No. Ha, ha, is everything okay with you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's just a funny time for how are you? It's like, I don't know, there's a pandemic kind of, so but aside, we should start saying something like, aside the, from the pandemic, how you doing? <laughs> other than the obvious, what's up? Um, well, Jody, other than the obvious, what's up? Why did you contact us? <laughs> okay, so it is related to COVID-19. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so my boyfriend and I have been together for um, almost three years. We've lived together for... A little bit over a year, and um, I guess just the isolation is really kind of eye-opening for me, 
I think a lot of the things that I kind of anticipated doing, I mean, during this time when it's just he and I, um, he doesn't really have any interest in doing. I will say things like, you know, do you want to watch this movie or do you want to do a puzzle or go get the mail or something? And he'll just be like, no. <laughs> Wait, he, he leaves it at that? He and just I'm says like, no? Okay. So, like, you know, I just want to make it clear. I'm not super interested in getting the mail either. But it's more of like... You're a, just trying like, to make, yeah. like, a fun life. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what are we going to do together since <laughs> all of this time? Do you and have a lot I mean, of space in your place? Sorry, what? You have a lot of space in your in your house or apartment. It's about seven hundred square feet. That's about what I got. So a little more, actually. Sorry. Mm, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I I really enjoy my alone time, and so does he. And I I think that the past year that we've lived together have been really. You know, we've kind of lived cohesively because we both can be alone together, if that makes sense. But now it's, well, I still have to go to work in all of this. I'm a nanny full time and it's a lot. It's hard, but he works from home. And I mean, we'll have conversations where I'm like, oh, you know, like this time is so stressful because I'm I'm with these young children and the parents are still home and it's kind of awkward because they want to, you know, run into their parents' office and like bother them and they have really stressful jobs and they're dealing with stuff too. And it's just, you know, especially hard. And he's working from home and he's really excited about it and he's really happy to just do nothing really. And I was just like, oh, you know, just complaining. I guess to him about it. And he's like, well, you know, that's because I learned a skill that got me an office job to where I get to work from home. Like, so, you know, that's, it is fair actually, because I, you know, got a degree and I, you know, it's just kind of like being like, well, you know, you kind of put yourself in this situation when like, I didn't ask for a global pandemic. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I've been talking to your boyfriend, actually, and I'm hardcore on his side. And he says that in some ways you did cause the COVID-19 pandemic. Is that is that I true? heard that you asked for it. I definitely heard you ask for it. Well, yeah, you might not have caused it, but you did ask for it. That's right. <laughs> so you're, it sounds like your boyfriend either newly or classically, and you're just discovering it now because you're spending a lot of time with him, is kind of an asshole. I mean, yeah. And it's funny because when we first started dating, I met him through one of my old roommates and I was asking her, you know, like, what's his deal? What's going on with him? Like, who's that guy? And she's like, oh, he's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I like didn't listen to her. You're like stuck in a 700 foot apartment (laughs) in a pandemic with an asshole you want to break up with. Oh, man. (laughs) And it is hard because, like, I mean, and it's really, like, little stuff that I'm just, like, I don't even know what the point of you being that way is. Like, he'll I, he'll go to the grocery store and all of this. And I'm like, hey, you know, I want you to get these five things if you're going to go. And so he's like, fine, sure, yeah. And he'll go and he'll get, like, all the groceries and everything. And he'll come home and he'll put his groceries away 
and leave my five things on the the counter. And I don't even notice. I like come out of my room and I'm look. I'm like, okay. Is he leaving it? You know what? (laughs) Oh, ice cream. Okay. But I was going to say, maybe not to defend him, but maybe he's, he's saying here, I got you your stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, you went through the trouble of like putting everything else away, and my stuff was kind of like her ice cream's melting on the. You know another. You know, know another way he could say, "Hey, I got your stuff," is to walk. You want in, me to put it away, or to walk into your room and say, "Hey, I got you your stuff." Hey. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> it's yeah, all in there. <laughs> Wait, so when you say that you you say like, "Do you want to do this or that?" He says no. Is that literally what he says? Does he actually just he say says, no? He says. Mm, those things don't really interest me. See, that's, I feel like that's a bummer because this is a time to yes and if you're in a relationship. A hundred percent. You should just be like, yeah, let's go get the mail. Like, even if it's not your dream thing to do, let's, yeah, let's fucking go get the mail and have fun with it. You're so right, Todd. You just have to say yes in this time period. Let me, wow. Let me ask you this. Uh, your your um, employ, employers, uh, they have a great big house? Yeah. And what, how would they uh, respond if you were like, I'd like to take a couple months being a live-in nanny? Mm. Mm. Motion is funny as a good idea. <laughs> Todd, wait, say that again. They're not really that great. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've worked for them for like all, two and a half years. Um, their, their kid is five now, and I've been there since she was two. And... Um, I just feel like. Well, let me just tell you why I was going to say that. I hear what you're saying. You don't want you don't want to live with your boss. But what I'm smelling right now is because either because you guys are locked together and you're getting on each other's nerves more than before, or because you're spending so much time with him, you're now finally realizing that he's literally the exact thing that you always knew he was because you were warned verbally <laughs> that he was this thing. You're discovering that he's a bit of an asshole right now, and this is day seven of the quarantine and this is going to go on for two months or more and there is no way that he's just going to one day pop up and be like you know everything's good now and i'm like you're still working you st- have you guys had any fun together i mean Great a question bit. you know good question like, todd uh, sorry good question good question <laughs> we've been watching like one Harry Potter movie a night. Neither of us are big. <laughs> what the fuck? He's just like, no, I don't like either of you. But then, I mean, even like, okay, so guys, everything is just so on his terms all of the time. So uh, any, any show that comes like on Hulu or something, and I'm like, oh, this show is like the new episode is here. Do you want to watch it? He's like, no, that's a Saturday morning show. And oh if you watch it God. before me, we're not going to watch it together. Like, this guy ever sucks. Again. I'm not usually no, this prescriptive, got- but this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, no, <laughs> we're not going to watch that yet. We, we're going to do that on Saturday. Whose name is on the lease? Both of us. Oh. And-, and our lease is up. <laughs> Next February. <laughs> oh. I mean, this is a nightmare. Think of how many times do you want to get the mail by February? <laughs> <laughs> and there's only so many Harry Potter movies to go around. There's only seven. Oh, there's only you seven. You're on. screwed. You shouldn't have done a, a Potter oh, a night. Yeah. You should have done a Potter a week. I think, man, I think you should 
think more seriously about asking your nanny people if you can move in with them because that, that... I mean, they would love it they honestly would there you go <laughs> get out of this wait do you have to like because i got rid of my nanny uh because i had someone helping me you yeah. know and i would go to work and now that i have to be home i don't have the nanny and she has a son who goes to UCLA and there were cases there. So I don't really feel comfortable having her here. Like, I don't want to ask someone to social distance. Like, do those, do those, does that family make you social distance and promise that you're not? No, they're, they're not really concerned with me. Um, <laughs> well, Mo, really it's good that Mochi wants you to live with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're the kind of people, they have like this beautiful geometric house you know like you would never know a kid lived there and they're very like i don't know they've got teslas and they send their kid to a like thirty thousand dollar a year preschool and all this stuff and then when i ask like for a dollar raise they're like um excuse me but we just bought a peloton bike and you know we're just buying a tesla and like we're gonna have all of these expenses and it's just kind of like it's not like you've been a nanny for 10 years. Wait, so, is everyone in your life talking to you like this? Yeah, I would say. Uh, I don't know what it is about me. Like, what It I might do? be you. Yeah. I'm pretty cool. Like, what's going on? Todd, um, anything? Wow. It's, well, because they sound like I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd rush to move in. No. At a guest house. No, I'm not. I'm not there either. <laughs> um, and it's hard to break up in these situations, I would imagine. I've never broken up during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how would you even do that? I, If I were you, I would fucking get out of there because I smell that this is the f- beginning fuses of what's about to be like one of the worst experiences of your life. How do you get out? Uh, I just like, you just, where are your parents? Are they alive? Do they like you? <laughs> My parents are... <laughs> what my parents are both teachers they're nearby but like they make pretty much no money i mean like they've always been super catastrophic and uh non-helpful <laughs> wait could have you ever had the company of someone who was a nice person <laughs> oh man <laughs> Who's the most positive influence in your life right wow. now? <laughs> maybe maybe we are. Yeah, maybe we are. Well, I think you can move in with Moshe and Natasha. Yeah, it, yeah honestly. Like a nanny. Your nanny seems like she's got a lot going on. Well, no problem. If you've just got some references from your last employer that says oh, you're kind of a cool I've person. so many references. I have a question. Yeah. Your name's, what's your name, Jody? Jody, have you guys been arguing a lot? Do you guys fight? Um. Well, it won't ever change. Like he won't even like, you know, dignify it with a fight. Like, I mean, when I come home and I tell him about my day, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, the little girl that I nanny, I'll tell him like a story about like, I don't know, whatever. And like, he won't even like say anything. He'll just kind of be like quiet for maybe a couple minutes and say wow that's crazy 
That's something. You're excited to share someone with something, something with someone, and they just fucking shut you down because they're fucking. I just think that, like, anytime I ever say anything to him about, like, hey, like, what kind of response is that? Or, like, (laughs) um, like, do you have, I don't know, he just never has any response to anything. Or, like, uh, today I told him to close the blinds because there was a glare on the TV. And I was like, make sure that you turn the little thing so that the blinds close also. And he's like, yeah, 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 I know. Like, I get that. I understand that. And I'm like, Okay, I just didn't clarify. I just wanted to make sure that you like knew what I meant. Like, and he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're 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 talking to me like I'm stupid, and I'm not stupid. Like, of course I'm gonna do that. And I'm just like, okay, Jody, Jody, I got, I, I, I have an idea now, and this is gonna be one that Todd's gonna, I just love. Um, Okay, I'm gonna give you advice the way that I would give you advice if we weren't in a pandemic. And the and and you were in this situation where you can't quite make a decision to pull the trigger to leave, which is actually, I would just break up with the guy and leave. But because you can't, what's important is it sounds very clear that your dynamic with this guy is he says something obnoxious to you, and you try to e- explain why it's obnoxious, or you try to explain what what you really meant. And rather than you sitting down in a time when you weren't fighting and say, "Hey." basically blowing oxygen into this relationship and saying hey the way that we're interacting lately it's not working for me it's not i'm not enjoying it i'm not feeling appreciated i'm not feeling respected i'm not feeling like you like you you are treating me the way that i deserve to be treated like have a real conversation with him so that either a he'll understand where you're coming from and try to change his behavior or b you'll get a really clear picture of the fact that there's no way this guy's going to change and you either have to lock yourself in your room for the next four months and try to ignore him because he's clearly a piece of shit or you have to find another roommate in in the dallas area and just suck it up and go pay uh, you know as little rent as you can you guys are in the game. I think Moshe shockingly gave you good advice. <laughs> See him. Did you guys ever have fun together? Like, was there ever like, wow, this yeah. is great? Yeah, I'm. I think it was more when we didn't live together. I think <laughs> when we had our time to kind of like decompress for a couple of days, it was easier, and I wasn't like getting the full picture back then. Right. But now, I mean, in Moshe, I have. I feel like I've had that conversation with him where I'm like, Hey, you know, this doesn't work for me. Or like, I'm, Oh my gosh. I could give so many examples of just like, okay. So this is kind of a heavy thing that I'm going to say. Okay. Everybody's ready. We're ready. Okay. Okay. So in the fall I had an abortion and it was a kind of a difficult decision for me. I'm a nanny. I really enjoy kids and I like feel uh, like, you know, I'd always want to have kids, but it just wasn't the right time. My boyfriend's an asshole. So I didn't do that, but like kind of in the decision-making during that time, he was like, Oh, I think you'd be a great mother one day. And I want to be like parent, a parent with you one day, but like, it's just not the time. And like, it was just this big thing. And so, and then earlier last week, um, we were talking, my friend recently had a kid and we were just like talking about like her and her kid and stuff. And, uh, we were talking about breastfeeding 
And I was like kind of explaining to him like the process and everything. And he was like, that's repulsive. I never want to think about that. I don't want to talk about that. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to have kids. That's so gross. That I, I was like, wait, no, seriously. Me, like, are you never going to have kids? Is that seriously something that you're saying? And he was like, no, 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 never. And I'm just, oh, it just grosses me out to think of him like, looking at his girlfriend who's pregnant and considering an abortion and saying like, Oh, you'd be a great mom. And like, I want to do that with you one day, but not right now. And like, then, Oh, you think, you think, you think essentially that was a script that he was coming up with to try to convince you to, that you were doing the right thing essentially. Oh yeah. 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 And he would say like, you know, if you made this decision and like kept it, like obviously it wouldn't have been a good idea. I don't have like, right. I'm a nanny. Like I, I don't really have like, a career set up or anything yet and it's like no i get what you're saying i totally get what he's you're saying. just like you know it's not the right time or whatever but he was still he told me he was like if you did this i would resent you yeah L- listen breast that or have the abortion if i didn't the baby, have the abortion right listen that's 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 a different category not not even because of the abortion, which is heavy, and I you know I'm sorry that, that was a difficult decision for you, and I it sounds like you know you did the right thing, which is important. But uh, the category of you think that this guy might be coming up with like fake empathy in order to convince you to get his way, you're in the category of like you've moved a little bit past asshole into like the cousin of evil, you know. <laughs> and I really at this point. My professional opinion as a stand-up comedian is I think you should find uh, exhaust your resources to find another place to live. I don't think that you should stay in this in a 700-foot apartment with a person who's this big of a dick seven days into the quarantine because a month in, it's going to turn into something uglier, and I don't like it. I think you should get out. That's my opinion. I know that's easy also, to say. Yeah, also... You're not, I don't hear you doing a lot of defending him. So Um, maybe we're all in agreement here. (laughs) Fair point, Todd. There's not a lot of um, redeeming qualities that really come to mind immediately. So, (laughs) well, if you're able to say that, because I mean, sometimes that's hard to say. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to break up with someone, but if you're that, if it's that easy for you to go, he's got no redeeming qualities. Well, Todd, he's a big fan of you. Well, wow. Seriously? So, so, no, so no redeeming qualities. Not even is one. It is true. We saw you in Dallas at the Majestic Theater, and he shook your hand. Oh, really? Todd, maybe you're yeah. responsible. Uh, yeah. um, jo- Jody, well, the other thing about... Now he has a new reason to like me. <laughs> Well, something that someone has always someone told me a long time ago that I always thought of is like, how does someone make you feel? And it seems like when you're around him, he kind of makes you feel like a stupid piece of shit. <laughs> just so like it, constantly rejected. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. it's like well, that's just not worth it. So I, I kind of agree with Moshe. Try to figure out a way out of it. Yeah. Get if you out. Know you want to break up with him. If you I, kind of I like, have one more question. Okay. I have one more question. Okay. If you're ever like sad about something, is he a good listener? I'm guessing no, but hmm, is I he mean, helpful or does he just act bored? Or I think he's just like it's kind of like I'll explain it to him, and then he'll just be quiet, and it's like, oh great, now my girlfriend's upset. 
He's like, and like has the nothing mood to do with the him, apartment right? is like tragedy. He's like, you know and... how you know how Harry Potter used to deal with sadness. <laughs> he moved out. Know. Harry Potter moved. Harry out. Potter did move out. He actually literally did move <laughs> out. Actually, you know what? Harry Potter is a great corollary for this. Harry Potter was living in a situation where he was with people that he thought he was supposed to love because he lived with them and they were there to, to take care of him. But then he came to realize that they weren't taking care of him and that there was a whole new world of adventure that, that uh, was just at his fingertips and all he had to do was leave and go to Hogwarts. I think you need to find a Hogwarts, Jody. <laughs> I can't believe you know that much about Harry Potter. <laughs> I, so I'm Harry in this? I literally didn't know any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, Todd, I'm of, as turned off as you are. Hey, Todd, speaking of things that you could do during this pandemic, things to stream, if you got the first Harry Potter book and read it, I almost guarantee you would finish all 10 books. They are so good. Really? They are fun. Hell yeah. I remember Janine Garofalo used to recommend them. And I was just like, I can't. I'm the, not a big fan. Harry Potter's kind of a jock. A jock? Oh, because he plays. <laughs> That whatever that broom ball. He's a seeker. He plays Quidditch. His parents are famous. I don't care about him. Yeah, you you sound like you're not a big fan, Jody. It sounds like you don't know anything about this universe, Jody. My last thing that I'm thinking is, if you're worried about being on the lease and your credit being affected, credit is destroyed. No one cares anymore. We're all going into bankruptcy right now. Like the the the, the least important thing on your credit history is going to be that you broke your lease during the pandemic. Like no. No one cares. Move in with your parents. Find roommates uh, somehow out there that have you know you can afford the rent. Just get the fuck out. This guy's a dick, and you don't you don't you deserve to be treated well. I like you. We've talked to you only for fifteen minutes, and you seem funny and cool and smart. And he's treating you like you're none of those things, and you deserve better. Thank you, Moshe. You're welcome. You guys I mean Moshe, you're not factoring in that he's a fan of mine. Oh. <laughs> Stay with him. Stay with that him. That was a new twist in the wrinkle in the case. <laughs> yeah, I was saving it. <laughs> it changed everything. Well, listen, even every great artist has people that emulate them that are uh, that are terrible. And so in this case, this is this You is mean like man. you doing a crowd work album? <laughs> <laughs> you handed me that one. That was good. Uh, I didn't like it. Jody... Good luck out there. Will you keep in touch and tell us what you decided to do? I will. All right. Yeah, Jody. Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye. You guys are the kings. Don't let your boyfriend beat me up. I don't want him to beat me up. Wait, is Natasha the queen or are we just the kings? Natasha is the queen, but she's in her own category. Oh, that's fair. Thank you. (laughs) Good luck, Jody. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Man. That Todd, you there? Yeah. That just bummed me out. Well, I just think there's like, I have a lot of single friends who are like complaining about being alone and bored in the pandemic, but I Hell think yeah. being in a bad relationship. Great point. Yeah. I, imagine if I was thinking, like, imagine if you were in that thing where like you just realized, <laughs> oh, we shouldn't be living together. And, then <laughs> and there's literally oh, nowhere my. you could go. That like is your studio apartment. There's oh, God. like it, like it's unhealthy to go yes. somewhere else. Like it's scary to like, yeah, even go look at someone else's apartment. So you're kind of stuck. Yeah. 
And there are a lot of people that are trapped in domestic violence situations yeah. right now that can't get out, and, and their abusers have even more control over them. That's sort of why I was so um, prescriptive about her leaving, because I just don't, I don't like any of the details, and I just feel like it could go dark. What do I know? I hope and, I'm wrong. And she also didn't do that thing where you're like, well, he's actually can be really nice. Right. That was such it was a... Almost like, almost like she was like, yeah, I'm ready to... I can end it. That was such a good observation, Todd. Like, there was no part of her that was like, well, there is this thing that's good. She was just like, no, right. he sucks all the way. You know what it is? He's just probably, like, really hot. You think? Yeah. He's what? He's, like, really hot. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> oh, you think so? Yeah. She's just like, oh, yeah, maybe this guy will be my husband. And he's, like, really hot, but he's, like, an idiot. Right. Oh, God. And then she'll just decide that, you know... She, d- she doesn't want him anymore. I hate him. But I love you two guys. You're both great. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we should probably, um, I mean, hey, we're probably maxed out over here, right? Yeah, let's call it. Okay, let's call it. Todd, Barry, you're a dear friend, and we love talking to you in person, yes. and we miss you. I hope you. we can uh, have dinner sometimes. Same here. I we- think the last dinner I had out at a restaurant was maybe with Todd. Is that right? Or that maybe- was good. That was good, right? Because as soon as I came home, then I wasn't really going out. Yeah, that was really good. Well, Todd, thanks for joining us. We appreciate All it. Right. And we'll eat again soon. We'll be in person soon and uh, build yourself an exercise wheel. <laughs> I'm going to. All right. I'll see you later. Good night. Bye, guys. Bye. Todd's great. Let's take a secret. Hey guys, um, sorry, I'm driving home right now from the gym, so my, it might sound weird. Um, this isn't so much a secret as like a really uh, embarrassing, pretty story. But so in college, I'm a grad, I'm graduating now. I was in a class called uh, Psychology of Terrorism because I was a poly-sci major. And one of our projects, we used to like group up, and one of our, one of the people in my group was a veteran, which was common, especially in these types of classes. And one day, without thinking, because I'm a fucking idiot, I said, oh, something along the lines of, like, oh, I would rather, like, cut off my leg than write this paper. <laughs> and I completely forgot that the veteran was a fucking leg amputee from, like, war, because, like I said, I'm a moron. And I never wanted to crawl out of my own skin and die so bad in my entire life. So, yeah, that's my really cringy, stupid story. <laughs> I love the podcast. You guys make me laugh every Monday on my way to work. Thanks so much. Bye. I, um, do you have something on this? No. I do. I used to have this bit where it was a bad bit, but I was doing it and I was, uh, it was about, um, that if you have a friend who has like a fucked up hand, you should be required to call ahead when you're bringing that friend around to warn everybody at the party. Uh, oh, I'm bringing my friend by. He's got a fucked up hand. So just so you know. And, um, you know, that was the bit. And then I would do a thing where you, you fake grab the hand and you scream, whatever, whatever. Uh, it wasn't a great bit, but it was all I had. It was early on in comedy. I went on tour and I went on tour with Brent Weinbach and Alex Cole. And we did this thing where I would perform, then Alex would perform. Brent would do like a headlining set and he would end his set with a sketch that would involve the three of us. And part of the sketch was that he had to bring an audience member from out of the uh, audience in this sketch and bring them up on stage. And he picked someone and brought her up and like extended his hand and she extended her hand and it was a fucked up hand. 
And I was like, fuck, I did the bit about the fucked up hand. And I never told the joke again. And I, too, wanted to crawl out of my skin. So I relate to you, lady. It's okay. But she wasn't a veteran. So you disrespected our troops. And that's actually fucked up. Hi, Natasha. Hi, Moshe. So my secret is that I just got out of a very long-term relationship. And I had to break off our engagement. And my family has been just bragging about how I've been dealing so well with it. What they don't know is that I've been taking Xanax and some other benzoyl medications <laughs> and day drinking in order to seem very calm. So they have no idea of this. And yeah, that's just how I've been getting through the past days. Also, when I was younger, I did make out with my other female cousin which she told me at the time was normal. And now I'm realizing that it probably wasn't. So, yeah. Okay, bye. Because it's not normal to make out with your cousin in general. And then, like, she was like, oh, the the two f- the, her female cousin told her this is just totally normal. This is right. what you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah, I uh, I like that she added that. <laughs> Because I just I pictured her at home going like I don't want to have to call back. <laughs> Let me just leave this completely unrelated secret. I also made out with my cousin. Have you ever made out with a cousin? No. I, I was kind of hot for a cousin when I was young, but I never I never took it all the way. Probably a good thing. Let's play one more. Okay, here's my secret. Every house that I've ever babysat in, every family that I've ever babysat for, which is I can't even figure out that number, like possibly hundreds. I snoop. I'm a huge fan of snooping. I love to go in every single drawer. And the thing is, is like, yes, you have to look out for nanny cams, but nanny cams usually aren't in any bathrooms or bedrooms. And that's where all the good stuff is. I have a memory of when I was like 13, my first, one of my first times babysitting and looking in the closet and finding a bunch of like sex outfits and being really like freaked out and just disgusted. I found a set of heels that said like sex down the back of the heel, just the word sex, which I thought was just like really uncreative and disgusting. Um, the family that I currently work for on a regular basis, like full time, they have like remote controlled vibrators in their drawers and there's a cock ring in there. And it's just like, no matter how little I get paid or how shitty these rich families are, I can know all their secrets and that's worth it to me. Thanks guys. I love you so, so, so much. She's saying the she's in it for the love of the game. Is she a nanny? She's a nanny for over a hundred children in her life. <laughs> and she's looking at the cock rings in the every single time. <laughs> and she says that's why what keeps her going. No matter how little I get paid, I always have that. And how dare she judge the basicness of the sex stuff? The word sex written, she thought that was very generic and disgusting. You're in their shit. Looking through their stuff. Insanity. Over a hundred kids. 
We can you imagine if our nanny was looking through our stuff? Can you imagine? It seems like a lot of people just hire young people to just come hang out with their kid. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Don't hire the youth. They'd be snooping. Youth be snooping. Should we take another secret? Sure. Um, okay. So this is weird, but I have pika, which is where you eat non-food items. And I think it's linked to like an iron deficiency in some people. And I just find myself, especially when I'm stressed out, having a craving for soap. Um, like I'll just <laughs> literally chew on soap bars <laughs> or um, just lick liquid soap it's very strange um but yeah that's my secret i've never told anyone about this i should probably tell my doctor but i don't want him to think i'm weird so there you go which doctor do you tell about this <laughs> you tell your therapist i think it's your psychiatrist yeah like- <laughs> but your medical doctor too it's also funny your gynecologist right tell- oh man well, the good news is she doesn't swear. She's probably physically incapable of swearing because she's had her mouth washed out with soap so many times. That's a little little joke there. I remember my mom washing my mouth out with soap. My mom, I think I think my mom did that too. I was just like, this is disgusting. Well, I want it to end. It could be this lady who's like, I never want it to end. <laughs> it's the only thing that brings me comfort. I feel like people that eat weird stuff is like a backbone of your first stand-up special. What is that? Is it, I always it's heard about that. It's a mental disorder. I like that she said it has been linked to an iron deficiency in some people. <laughs> <laughs> she knows it's not her. Well, I'm glad you unburdened yourself. It's good to tell your secrets. It's good to get them off your chest. Maybe now that you've told us, you can have the courage to tell your doctor because maybe there are serious side effects with uh, chewing on, gnawing on a bar of Irish spring. What do you go for? What's your... What's your What's a delectable soap? Do you like? Do you go to the, like the African lady at the flea market when you really want to have like an artisan experience? It's like, oh, I'll have the uh, the one with the oats in it, and uh, ooh, yeah, the uh, rose hips too. Well, if you had to eat a bar of soap, which one would you eat? A, a woman recently gave me a bar of handmade lavender soap. So you're gonna eat that one? I would have eaten that. I'd probably eat Dr. Bronner's because it feels like the least things are in it. Like a peppermint, like yeah, it's like. But it doesn't taste, it doesn't feel pleasant to swallow soap. No, I don't know what this lady's problem is, but <laughs> if I have to do it, I'm going Dr. Bronner's all the way. No, they I support psychedelic research. I they totally go to agree. Burning Man. They're cool. I like them. I'll eat their soap. I will eat your soap. I will too. All right. There we go. We've decided. And uh, this is a time to be clean. This is a time to clean out your clean. insides. Yeah. So maybe she's onto something. Maybe you should eat your soap. Wash for 20 seconds, scrub your hands. Drink an entire bottle of Dr. Bronner's uh, peppermint soap. That is our official recommendation. And if your name is Jody, leave your boyfriend. <laughs> well, Tosh, yeah. I got to tell you, these bunker sessions we have, I-, I really like talking to Todd. I thought that was really fun. But I was like feeling good that we were with a friend because this these bunker sessions, these are nice. 
I like I like sharing this podcast with you. <laughs> I do. It's fun. And I like all the fans that write in. I just I'm I'm grateful. This is a small thing to find gratitude for. Just like Emmett, that small email interaction, a small thing to find gratitude for. We have to find those moments. Totally. Yeah. We just have to kind of flash moments in your mind and just hope that they're good. Totally. You said to me today, we were sitting in the sun and you said, do you feel like life is fleeting? And I was like, are you having a peak moment right now? <laughs> and you were like, yeah. And the idea of having a peak moment in the middle of a pandemic is pretty, pretty nice. Pretty, pretty beautiful. Oh, and I love it. I'm glad you took it that way. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I like you having peak moments. You know why? Why? Can you guess? <laughs> I love you. I love you too. 